Um, what did you have for dinner? So I've like totally fallen off cooking dinner, which I feel so terrible about. So I'm like, gotta get back on that. So today I went grocery shopping. I picked up a whole chicken because I think cooking a whole chicken is like very economical. It's like it's fancy people thing. I know it's not, okay. but like that's a, that's a lot for me to cook a whole chicken. It sounds intimidating from someone who doesn't cook. I'm like, oh no, can I? Is it cooked already? <laughs> like, was it cooked already or? No, I had a cooker. Like it was a oh, raw yeah, chicken. Yeah. That's um, that's some real cook. That's that's on another level. Yeah. I'm not on that level of. My mom does it, and I'm like, that is just luxury simplicity to be able to, like, cook a full chicken. Yeah. Um, So it kind of intimidates me. So today I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go because the only way I'm going to get better at it is if I keep on doing it. So I got to just keep trying. And um, I've been, like, making broth, so I'm like, I'm going to make my whole chicken. I'm going to have the bones left over for the broth. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm, And it mm -hmm. went really good. Chicken came out great. Skin was all crispy. I did at the end realize I cooked it upside down because I kept going, where is the chicken breast? Like, I'm so confused where, why this is a weird chicken. I never flipped it over because you chicken like Chicken on his back? Or... <laughs> oh, that is so But it was funny. cooked all the way through and it was totally fine. So like. Like you didn't cook it on stomach how it naturally sits. You cooked it like a little turtle shell, like turned upside yes. down. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> And I didn't realize until the end because something I hate is having to cut up the chicken. So I kind of yeah. like just pull apart the chicken as I eat it. But right before we started to record, I was like, oh, I got to put this away because if I don't put it away properly, I've completely defeated the purpose of cooking a whole chicken, having leftovers, being able to put the bones aside for the stock. So I had to figure it out. And every single time I cook a full chicken, I get to the end and I go, I don't know how to cut this up. I have gotten all the way here. And I have no idea what the next steps are. And I never figure it out. You have to get some like carving knives. There's like knives specific for like carving, you know, like carving a turkey kind yeah. of, but like somewhere that are easy to like do that probably. I have the big fork. I have the big fork to use. Um, I have to have a carving knife. I have one of those handy dandy little knife block sets. Um, so yeah, that was cooking my chicken tonight. You know, trying not to feel defeated because I succeeded. You did. I just need Learn. to work on the execution a little bit more. I'm almost small there. Wins. Small wins. Let's celebrate the small wins. You cooked Thank you. your first whole chicken by yourself. It wasn't my first whole chicken, which is like the harder thing. The first time I cooked a full chicken, I cooked two for Thanksgiving dinner to have all of my siblings over. I was oh. like, what's the perfect time to test out cooking a whole chicken other than when you're feeding 10 people? Love it. You live yeah. life on the wild side. You're like, go big or go home. Yeah. What's I do happen? that with a lot of things. You just oh. got to go for it. Shows some confidence, so I'm here for it. I can't remember whether we said we would intro the episode or not, so <laughs> what did we decided? We'll intro the episode. Okay. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us and listening to What I Cooked for Dinner. We can't wait to tell you more about our week because... I think we all have a lot to say. Anissa? Definitely. Definitely a lot to say. Welcome to Precisely Nowhere. So happy to be back. It's finally spring in New York. Oh, it's been so great. I feel like I'm like on the top of a mountain because 
it's been sunny. It's been warm. Mm-hmm. The sun doesn't go down till like 8 p.m. now. I'm like, summer is coming. This is the perfect time in New York City from like May to mid-June where it's like light and cool and breezy and the sun is like just starting to set later so you feel better about it. Because like once it gets like July, you're like, yeah, 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 we know. The sun is like setting late. It's light out for a long time. Boo-hoo. But in the beginning, you're so excited about it. I know. And very excited. But I have like developed allergies this season. So I've been having to take Allegra D. Like pretty much every day, different time. Like I only take one, the like twelve hour one, non drowsy. Only take one pill a day. You can take up to two, but like not even taking it. Basically, I've been doing it every day, and now when I don't, I, it's just even worse. I've never had allergies like this before, so it's a bit of a tragedy because it's hard to breathe. And I'm out actually, so I need to run to the store tomorrow to get some. You've got a month and a half left. You got to stock up. I know. Yeah, my brother is like that. He takes it like routinely. I think it's a 24-hour one he takes. Takes it routinely every day at 8 a.m. from the start of spring to the end of summer. And he is consistent like clockwork. It's crazy. I've never had to do that before. But now I'm leaning in because I like being able to like more easily breathe through my nose and not have to have like tissues all the time. Mm-hmm. I was outside a ton this weekend and Marco and I went to the American Museum of Natural History because he had never been and the weather was perfect we i mean we were indoors though but they like just opened this new like gilded center it was just this whole structure inside it kind of looks like you're like in a cocoon or something if you imagine like a a cocoon but it's just the architecture of it and everything is great and they have like a whole new library that was closed it was super interesting lots of fun and just seeing like things i haven't seen in a minute and there was one little video in the space area that was narrated by lupita nuongo it was like worlds beyond earth so it talked about like um like how the moon formed the earth like basically it was like a tldr in 20 minutes some (laughs) updates on like what this what what like we've done so in case you haven't like (laughs) yeah in case you haven't been updated since fifth grade when you probably last learned about it this is the deal yeah basically and then like yeah, kind of what the state is now, you know, in terms of the climate climate change and everything. So that was really interesting. And it was like a huge theater. And then you sit in the seats and the whole screen is above you. Kind of like a oh. dome. It's really okay. cool. It's like a whole experience. And the add-on, I think, was like $10 um, on top of the ticket. The museum in general already is like pay what you wish. But we just paid the normal thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to get back to museums. They stay open. But that was really cool. And then there was another video that was narrated by Meryl Streep. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Oh, what, what, was this? what? So that is my plug for those of you who live in New York or not visiting. Hit up the American Museum of Natural History. It's like, you know, where the United Museum was based off. The oh, dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, they've like made some updates there. And I think it's really smart of them because they're teaching about like, a lot of important things they're finding way- unique ways to educate people on things that really matter nowadays the climate and also just like the state of like certain animals and species and groups and stuff you know because who doesn't marco saw meryl streep on the, the thing <laughs> in the credits and he was like can we stay and watch it and that one was free that was like part of the general ticket it was like 10 I'm minutes or sure anything for meryl i know i was like this is fun so fun. that was a whole day and so much fun. My mom used to take us every year, maybe twice a year. 
we would drive into the city and go to the Museum of Natural History. She was a big museum person. I remember like seeing. Is it the whale that hangs? In yeah. There? Yeah. The yeah. whale hangs like, in that room. Oh, all the dinosaurs. Yes. We loved the dinosaur floor. Oh, we took some funny, Margot and I took some funny pictures. <laughs> I've like never gone there like on a, we went there on a date because our anniversary was this week from when we became boyfriend and girlfriend like nine months. So we like did something like, you know, had a whole day of it. But yeah, we were taking fun pictures. Like I'd be like, oh, stand in front of the dinosaur and like make a funny pose. And then, yeah, it was just, we had, we had some fun with it. I think I definitely have some like ones from being, me being a kid doing that. Yeah. Do you have anywhere to hit? It was that like one of your places to hit before you leave. Yeah, I'm trying to hit some museums. So that one, and then I want to go back in the area because there's supposed to be cherry blossoms that I really want to see because you know the cherry blossoms are that's pretty, an East and Coast I'm thing. not gonna. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna do that, but that's easy to do. And then we're gonna go to the Met because there's a Van Gogh exhibition debuting in a couple weeks. I think it's the 24th next week it's the 24th or something there's a collection of 40 works of his from like the last stages of his life it's in celebration of his like 175th or something it's in celebration of his birthday so a lot of museums around the world are doing like special things like with his paintings so and i went to the van gogh museum in amsterdam in the fall when i went there and learned all about him because it's like actually founded by one of his family members so there's like all of this, like just things. His brother, he, he collected his art. Yeah, but then his brother died. Yeah. So I think like his one of his, yeah, nephew or something. Yeah. But I want to see that. And then the American, the Museum of the City of New York. That one's in Harlem. Was one of my favorite museums because it's like all about a lot of it's about New York, but they're like super interactive. Like there's this whole one on food right now and kind of Ooh, like I love yeah. food. Yeah, food and how we grow things and how we might need to grow them in the future, you know, because of the state of the world and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they have like activist stuff, but it's really, it's like very interactive. So it's nice and right off Central Park. And they're doing a. I feel like you would love the Brooklyn Children's Museum. It is completely interactive. I saw. I'm like dying to take my kid there because we went a lot when I was a kid. And I'm just so nostalgic for it that I'm like, can I go play at the fruit stand? Like, I think one year we went and they showed you how sneakers were made. You got to assemble a sneaker. It was like That's part really of one cool. of the exhibits. So I they have a whole music uh, one right now. Mm-hmm. I had looked into the museums. Yeah, like a whole interactive. So like, to go. How old does he have to be to go? He can probably go now, but I know he'll be a nightmare grabbing things and wanting to take things. Like, he won't under- understand the concept of like, these aren't toys to take with him. Like, he has to leave the setup the way it is. Like, he can't move things. Yeah. Um. So, I think he needs to be, like, a little bit older. Because otherwise, we're going to have to, like, pull things out of his hand, make him leave, and then he's going to be crying. And it's a nightmare. Maybe. At least we'll I see. know. Well, like, I've taken him to the aquarium. Because there's not much to grab and take there. And he likes mm-hmm. it. Like, he likes to see the fish. He, like, seems very indifferent. If it wasn't 10 minutes away, I probably wouldn't take him as much as I have. But it's fun to, like, watch them. Fun. Yeah. So those museums for now are the ones I'm trying to hit before. So we have some days planned on the calendar to go see them. Perfect. And That's exciting. I know. It's. I'm just so happy that the weather is nice because I wanted Marco to experience spring in New York. And to be able to just, like, want to be outside more, you know? 
I'm trying to spend some time outside before I leave. There's like five weekends left. I think I have kind of wild. Yeah, spend some time outside. Go to some museums before you move to uncultured LA. I mean, you're going to be in the middle of nowhere. It's going to be awful, truly. And the weather. I mean, don't even get me started on the California weather. I've never lived it personally, but it seems quite nice. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I'm like, I'm going to be so tan. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be tan year round. What is that? What is that life like? I don't know. I haven't lived it since like high school. Um, I've never lived it. I've never been tan in my whole life. I did this weekend though. Cause like it was so nice. I was like, you know what I need? I need face sunscreen. I need to get on that immediately. So I bought a new face sunscreen, came home, went to go put it away and went, there's the face sunscreen I already had. So double down there. I've got two okay. different ones to try, so I will update. What and brand did you get? I got one Copper Tone and one Neutrogena. And then for Mother's Day, my sister-in-law got me a Peter Thomas Roth moisturizer with SPF 45 in it. Love so it. I am sunscreened up. I think they have different occasions, though. Yeah, I feel like some of them are like more like every day. Maybe you're just like going to the park versus like mm-hmm. you're like using this actually like every day just like at home or something. I have two super goops. One that's like, yeah, more like every I'll wear like if I'm going to the park or like just going to like be running around during the weekend, like not putting mm-hmm. any makeup on, you know, just, and then another one that's like matte that I use like just every day where like if I'm going to like just. I have to put on a heavy duty one to go outside for a long, like I was like, I need an actual sunscreen. Like I can put the moisturizer one on and I'll like wear it around the house. And if I like run a quick errand, but if I know I'm taking the baby to the park or something, like I'm going to have to put on like a solid sunscreen. Yeah. I'm I'm going to burn. I think the super goop one I use, like if I go to the park is a solid one. I think it's like SPF 50. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it just makes my face look a little oily, so I don't use that one anymore for day-to-day. I use the matte one, and I think that one's, like, SPF 40. That's still pretty good. You know what I always do when I wear, like, an actual regular sunscreen, not, like, the one that's in the moisturizer? I Mm. always rub my eyes. Always. And I always get it in my eye. And it is the most painful thing. I've done it twice since I bought sunscreen on Friday. It's only Monday. That's why it helps with the matte one because it's like different color. Like I, I, I make sure I don't rub it in my eye. It's like not the same complete texture. But I know what you mean because I used to do that sometimes in California when I was home. I'd put the regular one on to then go running, and then I'd sweat, and then the oh, sweat would like go no. the sunscreen. I'd be like, oh no! I feel already. My eyes hurt. Nice yeah, I feel like I'm more prone to that, so I'm gonna have to tread lightly with sunscreen in California in terms of applying it out. applying it before I go outside a little bit earlier but or one of the baby ones it's like no tears I got the baby ones okay so I didn't fully think about the I don't know I it just never occurred to me so I got the baby like the good baby mineral sunscreen and it's like very white it has like a heavy white cast on it so they don't burn he has all black strollers because I'm like all black everything they're all gray now it like no matter how much I wash the seat covers for the stroller, the white sunscreen has turned all of my black strollers gray. It, like, stays. And you can even see, like, where he rubs his leg more than he rubs other places. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like they should, like, there should be some sort of 
credit or something you can a review you should give on that because I would imagine a lot of people get like regular like black strollers and that would be annoying to know that like the sunscreen rubs off on yeah it and, it, and you can't like wash it off or whatever. I'll have to look at the one that we used last summer because I was like this is annoying. Another thing that I've done and been so mad at myself for I got the sunscreen where it's like the glowy skin sunscreen. I'll have to look up what brand it is, but it basically has glitter in it. My car seats will never be the same, ever. I like put it on my legs and I was like, oh, we're going to the beach. Look at me. It's 4th of July. I'm going to be all cute with my glowy, glittery leg sunscreen. No, my car, like three years later, still has glitter embedded in the seats from this yeah. sunscreen. Glitter is no joke. Glitter no. Is Glitter will stick with you for... Some call it the herpes of craft supplies. <laughs> yeah, because herpes doesn't go away, right? No, it just, it just, it just pops up. Yeah. It follows you everywhere. That's, Ten years later, yeah. it's like Glitter. Christmas trees. You will be finding the Christmas tree needles in oh, your house well. yeah, until the next year. Like, Ooh, it's Christmas. Herpes is like, mm, can I not? Again, rather no, it is so frustrating it. in like August and September to find more pine needles in your house. You're like, really, really? I have cleaned this up so many times at this point, and there's still more pine needles. It's endless. Oh, I love Christmas, they just so I'm like, regenerate. Bring it on! Bring it on! No, I. It's it's the like maybe if it was ornaments, I'd be like, oh, it's cute. At least it's that over herpes if you had to choose between the two. Oh, I wasn't saying we were choosing between the two. Oh, I'm just like thinking about the two compared to each other. I'll take I'll take the pine needles. <laughs> I mean when you put it that way, yeah, whatever. I can live through the pine needles. I'm excited to get a real tree again though next year. It'll be magical. It's so fun. It's so much it's like different. I don't think I've put away all my ornaments from last year. They're just like in drawers and places that they've landed at this point. I'm just like <laughs> I'll find them next year and figure it out. I have a little box I put mine in, but now it's going to get packed away. I have a little box, too. It's a Nike oh. box. I need to pack. Actually, I was supposed to pack today. I did not get to round to it, so I need to like just plot out time after work to start doing it because our pods comes on June 12th. Okay. You have a month. You'll get the yeah, most it's... packing done the day before. See, I'm, I'm, not usually, gonna like... I'm usually super proactive when with this type of stuff and I usually pack little by little along the way so then literally the night before I don't have to do that much like when I'm moving luckily this time we're not moving out completely on the 12th we're just the, packing up whatever's going to California in the pod that needs to be ready to go so like bigger furniture and stuff I don't need to get rid of yet because we're gonna still be like needing a bed and stuff yeah but um yeah I don't like doing that whole like packing that frantic stressful pack so i like to little by little but so that's why i want to get started soon because i don't want to use all my weekends also to do it you know yeah just a little bit here and there every day after work last time i moved i like knew three months out that we were moving so i immediately started to pack some things but then i spent those the whole three months being like where is this stuff and then yeah. i like stalled because i like packed as much as i possibly could three months before I was burnt and then I forgot to do it till like two weeks before. I know. That's why I've been waiting. Cause I'm like, we still have time, but now I'm like, Oh, I don't want to spend. I just want to make sure we don't spend our weekends like packing, you know, you know we applied for an apartment today. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. We applied for it. 
um, we just is it applied. the one you showed me or a different one? Yeah, it's that one. So we were like I trying. I love that one so much. I know it's super cute. It's like more. Yo, than if I had that right it. now, that would be everything I need. I know my mom like was like, "Have you looked more?" Like I just thought we'd find something nicer for you, and I was like, "I mean, I love that she like wants the best for me." Like That's I love that. the delusion of a homeowner, like <laughs> someone that can like have the best and like take what they have, and they're like, "You know what? I don't like these cabinets. Let's do something better." Yeah, I think you it's don't just generational differences too. Like our generation, it's just so different. Cost of living nowadays, inflation, everything. Like it's so expensive to just buy a house. Like it's just crazy expensive. So I'm like, I can't really. Yeah. I don't really want to live paycheck to paycheck. So, and I don't want to spend all of the money on another apartment that's gonna look nicer in some. Yeah, aspects, but less space. Less space. Like not when I'm yeah. out working from home all day. You know. No, I get it. It's like. I have a really hard time walking around my neighborhood sometimes because I'm like, this is such a different generation. Like, my neighborhood is all, like, stay-at-home moms. It's not all stay-at-home moms. My mom wasn't. But, like, majority stay-at-home moms, majority, like, blue-collar, working-class people. Like, one of the people I know was the janitor at my elementary school. That's not, like, a terrible job. But, like, that supported an entire family and bought a house. And, like, it's very different now. So... Basically, what I'm saying is I would like to be transported back to 1985. I think that is the sweet spot. Truthfully, right. I think that's the sweet spot to have, like, grown up, like, send your kids to college and pay for it. That's the stuff. Now they're like, send your kids to college, buy a house, all of the things. Just, you know, go to the oh, no leagues. Yeah. And also pay your dues and work a lot. Yeah, so I'm excited. We applied for the apartment, so hopefully by tomorrow. I feel like different. I haven't ever lived in California like this, so I know like different markets and areas move at different paces. So Mm -hmm. my uncle is like helping me since he's a real estate agent, which has been helpful. So we'll see. Hopefully the person or agent or whatever gets it tomorrow and looks at it and just says that we're approved. Then we'll have a place to live. And then I can start thinking about all the exciting things of decorating it. Oh my god, all the mood boards. You'll have to like share some inspo and then how it came together. Like you'll have to do some like this was the vision and this is what I did. I know I'm so excited. I started making some Pinterest boards of like inspo for because you know you can do a board and then within a board have different boards. Yes. You taught me so that. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't so I know have, that before. So I have an apartment one. So I have one for like that's like the apartment thing, and then there's like the living room, maybe like wall decor. So I started it, but it's hard when you don't have like the space, you know, you're going to be in. Mm -hmm. So now that we hopefully have the space, I can start to like have it come to life. Really hone it in. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I moved, I did not use Pinterest as my inspo place, but I did a slideshow. I just did a Mm -hmm. casual slideshow with the furniture that went in each room, the paint colors. Nice. I had, there was carpet. So like I had to work with the carpet. Because I really wanted a gray room. I was like, that's my next thing. My room's going to be gray. And then I got in there and the, our, the, our carpet is brown and beige. But, like, that would hurt my soul so much to watch those colors, con- like, clash constantly. Yeah. So I had to do cream walls, I guess. <sighs> I know. It's hard. I know. Carpet. I'm like, people, stop using carpet. Okay. I love carpet. But... I don't love carpet. I like a rug. Like, I really like a wood floor with a rug over it. 
Oh yeah, I love a wood floor with a rug. I have a wood floor. I have wood right now with the rug on it, and it's great. I just don't like carpet like throughout the whole place, like where it's like no. stuck to the ground. Like yeah, covering, I don't like you that. Know? Maybe only bedrooms. I think that's the only place where I'm like I could deal with like an actual carpet and not just a rug. Yeah, I I, I used to like that. Cozy. It does, but I just like also feel like the practicality of just having cleaning the floors. I feel like wood yeah. floors or laminate are just better like you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's like a whole thing when you clean carpet and having it deep cleaned and shit so yeah like i had place. mine stanley steamered before i moved in i was like yeah. i just know it'll make me feel better but now at this point we have all this stuff in here so it's hard to do that again that's what i mean so it's just like annoying well I'll keep you guys posted i'm hoping we have our apartment that'll be so nice if i'm like i'm gonna manifest this because last week i said Next episode, I should have an update where I'm living. Now I have an update. I've applied for the apartment. I'm going to get it. It's going to be great. And then I'm, I just need to pack. Then I will have one yeah. last thing to do. You know, find a place to live. Check off the list. Almost there. At least you found a place. At least we're not back here this week. And it's like, still looking. I know. I did look today, though, to see if there was, like, anything else that was around the budget. Yeah. And in the area. And same price and that's still the lowest one so i'm like okay this is it this is what i need to focus yeah. on i always like one look at houses in my neighborhood and i'm always like is there an absolute shit show of a house going for sale low enough for me <laughs> do Wait. i get a house for there's a real lots. there's a couple, a couple empty lots i can just uh put a little tiny home on yeah just which would be perfect honestly a tiny home in brooklyn revolutionary Think about it. You'd have, You'd so have much all the space. backyard space. Yeah. yeah, this is true. This would be a really great idea. Thank you could you. have a little pool or something with it. Well, I want a hot tub. Yeah, but I have designed my tiny house in my mind seven times over. The only thing is, I'm very claustrophobic. Like I get locked in a room, I freak out a little bit. So mm -hmm. I don't really know how I'm going to do the tight spaces. Like. That would be my real problem. I've it's a it's a very contradictory want. I want so maybe, a tiny house. I'm very claustrophobic. Maybe it's it'll be a little bit bigger than a tiny house, but still a good size. Yeah, a small house. That'd oh, be cool exciting. though. Yeah, that's like a big it. project. Oh, it is. Like, it's like building a whole thing. Yeah, but I fully believe I could do it with my own two hands. <laughs> And if I just put my mind to it, I think I could do it. I think you could do it for sure. I think would you need the help? Definitely. Just to make sure, no. you know, putting everything to standard. Can't half-ass a house. It's like the foundation. They half-assed them for a really long time. I mean, we're, we're in different times in terms of what we need to prepare for. That's true. You got to like figure out heat and electric. Those houses didn't have heat and electric. Yeah. So that's a big, that's a big thing to figure out the electric. Um, I don't think you can just like YouTube yourself an electrician degree. <sighs> Fine. You can get some help. But you'll do plenty of stuff yourself. So that'll be good. How was your Mother's Day? It was really, really nice. Talk to you. Yeah. I just like had such a nice little day. Um, my sister-in-law hosted. She like messaged everybody like two weeks ago. And she was like, hey, gonna do brunch. Does anybody want to come? And then she hosted. And it was so nice. Um, my husband was like, we could do something else if you want. And I was like, she's going to figure out food. She's going to have to clean her own house. 
Yeah. So I'm not in charge of any of that. I just have to get myself showered and dressed and go. And that sounds like a treat to me. Yeah, for sure. So it was really nice. Um, Something, though, that I've noticed, and this happened last year and I got in my head about it, is people on TikTok are very adamant, like, Mother's Day is for the moms that are actively mothering. Like, it's not about your mother-in-law. It's not about, like, your mother. Like, you need to, like, celebrate yourself. So according to TikTok, and, like, you shouldn't have to go somewhere and you shouldn't have to, like, I don't know, get your family somewhere to celebrate Mother's Day. Like, that should all be figured out for you. And I'm just like, I had such a nice day. Why would I want to spend the day alone? I can spend whatever day I want alone. And also somebody else figure out the food for me and everything else. Like, I just had to be there. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for my sister-in-law who had to figure it out for herself on Mother's Day, but she offered. So she signed up for it. Nobody asked her for that. But we are appreciative. This is fair. Yeah, I guess. That was very nice. You got to think twice about the things that you actually really want to do. So that way you're not feeling a little resentful or frustrated when you're doing something that you wouldn't really choose to be doing, but just did it out of like kindness of your heart, which is nice to do things out of the kindness of your heart. But like, you know, yeah, you really I also let them. It? I got the idea in my head last year that like I should get to celebrate alone. It was my first Mother's Day and we did it. We saw we like went to dinner and we went to go see a movie and I was like, oh, this kind of sucks that it's just the two of us. Like, this isn't as fun as like when you hang out with your family. I was like, we can do this whenever we want. Everybody else is hanging out and we're just like, nah, we're good. I was like, that's boring. So I tried it and I was like, this is lame. <laughs> I don't oh do this. Oh my gosh. What, you tried hanging out with him, just him? No, it was like on just Mother's Day for my first Mother's Day. I was like very adamant. I was like, we are going to celebrate Mother's Day, the two of us, because our kid is too little to like take with us. So it's just going to be me and you. And then while we were doing that, I was like, oh, this is kind of boring. Like, we're at Cheesecake Factory and, like, all these people are here with their family. And it's just us. <laughs> like, yeah. we could go out to dinner, just the two of us, any day we wanted. Everybody else is spending it there with their family. It just felt very, like, loner, boring. I don't know. It was it was a weird dynamic. Like, I love getting dinner with my husband. It was weird to be getting dinner completely alone while everybody else is with their families around you. That was, like, the weird thing to me. I haven't really thought about it from that perspective. So I could see that feeling weird. Yeah. You're like, true. hello, who else is in my, like, kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, it's, this is just us like it usually is. Yeah. You know, like, you plan all these date nights and then you also want just Mother's Day? Like, and we went out Saturday night. We went and got dinner and we went and got ice cream at this really cute little like ice cream shop and then we went and saw a movie so we did the whole thing the day before i was like oh okay. this doesn't feel as loser and boring-ish like that we're not with our family because nobody else was with their family like yeah, not yeah. anybody else was celebrating mother's day and we were just there like it's us yeah no that makes sense okay oh mother's day it comes and I goes made up holiday that people really get heated about i know people need to like just also remember to like appreciate moms and people like outside of mother's day mother's day is not like your end all be all to tell like your family member or, you know motherhood figure yeah. show some appreciation vice versa yeah i feel like people love to complain and i'm like let's change our perspective a little bit i went to a place where they watched my kid for me all his aunts that. and uncles were so excited to see him 
I didn't have to take care of him as much as I normally do. If it was just me and him and my husband, that's 50, 50. This, I had a whole bunch of adults and I went, go over there, go say hi to all the people. I'm going to sit down. You got to think about what the situation does for you. This is true. This is true. And you know, the area. Exactly. I've started to realize that in you talking about your birth control, going off it and just a couple of podcasts I've listened to recently, but haven't like done too much of a deep dive in. I feel like I'm just hearing more and more about people going off their birth control. Yeah. Going off of it in like their thirties and early thirties. So it's so interesting that we're like moving towards this like full stance of women not being on it as much and knowing like if we need protection, a guy can also use a condom. Okay. I have such a different feeling about it because I'm feeling so defeated and I really don't want to go off birth control. I'm feeling like so defeated. Like I was so excited to get this implant and be like, this birth control implant is so amazing. Here's all the positive things it's done for me. Like I was so excited to try something new that could be like beneficial to other people because like nobody really talks about like the birth control implant that I've heard and I've just had such a negative experience with it that I'm like, but I wanted it to work. Like, if it worked, I wouldn't be going off my birth control. But Which I is fine. Like, you can totally acknowledge that. Everyone's body reacts differently, you know? Yeah. I just think some people, too, are, like, gravitating away. I guess everybody's gravitating away from birth control because it's not working for their body. Not necessarily, yeah. like, they've come to peace with not wanting it. Yeah, they just have come to the point where they want to let their bodies regulate and figure out what that is like versus... Then just pivoting to a new pill and then having their whole system flipped upside down or something because they don't know how it's going to like impact them, you know? Yeah. I'm just jealous of the the days when I was in my early 20s and it like made my periods like disappear and it was like so nice. And like I wasn't really suffering from any side effects and now it's like, oh, I got all the side effects and I don't want them. I just want it to be easy breezy, beautiful birth control like it was in my 20s. Maybe it'll get like that eventually. And maybe it'll get like that when I regulate my hormones and do the good mm-hmm. thing. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that like once I'm off it and I kind of like flush the excess hormones out of my body, like I can work on regulating my hormones. I'm excited for that. It also, fe- I feel like it gives me a type of cooking to work within. Like you should consider this. Like it gives me guidelines for my cooking opposed to there being all the options and feeling overwhelmed with what to make. Yeah, for sure. I think it'll be a good guide for you too. In terms of I'm excited. focus, you're like exploring your f- new foods too, you know? Yeah, I'm waiting for my breathing test to come back. I think I have to go in two weeks and like review my results for those. But I'm excited for those because those are also probably going to narrow out some things that are like, that bothers your stomach. And then I'll be like, oh, I don't have to think about this vegetable anymore. Bye-bye vegetable. Oh no, Brussels sprouts? I'll never have to feel guilty for not eating them <laughs> again. Bye-bye. That is so funny. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Um, I was gonna say I did colonoscopy prep. Okay, and I had a colonoscopy. It's the worst thing I've ever done. It was worse than the time that I had to. I fasted for like thirty six hours after having my baby. Like this was worse. That's kind of wild. Awful. Yeah, I had to fast for like not thirty six. I think I like fasted for twenty eight hours. I was allowed to have solids. Why? Um, I had to fast for my C-section itself. So there was like no food after 10 p.m. on Sunday. So I fasted for my C-section. My C-section was at noon. 
And then that got pushed till three. And then I had preeclampsia, so you can't eat. They put you on a magnesium drip. Oh, geez. For 24 hours. So there, I, I guess maybe it was 24 hours of a magnesium drip. And then I was allowed to eat dinner on Tuesday night. And then I had a fast again before like a CT scan with contrast. So it was oh. like I got one meal from like Sunday to Wednesday. It was a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Okay. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Giving birth and like having to fast. Yeah. Well, like the how-to stuff. There might be something that feels applicable, you know? I'm going to get abs in 30 days. <laughs> if you don't love working out, hit me up. <laughs> Speaking of checking things out. So, yeah. The birth control thing, people going off birth control is really interesting. I feel like I'm hearing more and more a lot people talk about it. So, that is liberating. We're demanding for yeah. more things. For content recs this week, I wanted to throw in Cleopatra. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like Queen Cleopatra. There's only four episodes um in season one and it just came out recently but it's really good it's like about her life i'm in and i didn't know that much about her life but i'm learning things and i'm like okay it's like narrated in between from like actual historians and stuff you know i love a history over oh, history sure. movie i think i've seen it like not seen it i think i've come across it on netflix um so wait, we use our xbox to watch tv aka netflix and every once in a while we lose the controller but the netflix app only works with the controller mm. so when we lose it we can't use netflix it's very sad and annoying oh no oh because you have a roku no it's the xbox for some reason like i can use the disney plus app i can use hulu all of those with the phone mm-hmm. but when you use netflix you need the controller this looks really good I'm going to actually maybe watch this after. Yeah, definitely. You should. It's really, really good. I love it. I'm going to watch it again because Marco was falling asleep. He was falling asleep last night when we were watching it. It's really good. Yeah, there's only four episodes. You kind of learn all about her life. And very interesting, this historian speaking about her because you do think about like how there's certain ways that it seems like she's been portrayed. But then in learning more about her history, she actually looked a certain way and entirely different, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see the dynamic where, like, race, gender, and attributes in terms of how physically attractive you are, how that plays into, like, your leverage back then, you know, as a woman. It's interesting. It does give Game of Thrones vibes sometimes with it. All in all, highly recommend. I'll add it to my list. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy the other night. That's what we Ooh. went to see. Movie theaters, the third one. Is it good? Yeah, I always sit there and I struggle with the fact that I hate Chris Pratt. Mm, and like, yeah. when I saw the first one, I didn't mind him one way or the other. And I was like, oh, this movie's so exciting. Like, it's so good. And it sucked me in. But now I'm like, I don't like him. Like, I don't want to like this movie because he's the main character of it. I'm very conflicted. But it was a really good movie. So take with that what you will. I enjoyed it. It's a hard one. It's a fine line to walk. Yeah, but it's, it's the last one, so you kind of, like, have to watch it or not, honestly. Yeah, for sure. We've covered so much today. I'm, like, trying to think through all the things we've talked about, like apartments, birth control, things to do in the city, some other museums. Just been all over the place in a good way. We covered everything as I start to bite my nails. Oh my gosh, I know. I actually bit mine the other day and I was like, stop this. So I think I'm good now. I did paint my nails on Sunday. 
this like cute kind of it's like an orange red okay i definitely want to get a pedicure but i might wait till california i, like I definitely need to get a pedicure next weekend it's on my list i think i could get by if i just keep cutting them and then painting them so i'm going to attempt this i just have a christening and then a wedding like in the same week so i'm like if i just do this once and i took my gel nails off so i'm like my hands are gonna look terrible my feet might as well not that's funny i gotta balance it out any life updates road honeymoon oh yeah um starting to think about a honeymoon we haven't done any planning for it and we probably won't for a minute just because we have to plan the next two trips that we have coming up this year before we start on 2024. So I need to plan those first two. And then I can start thinking about like honeymoon fully. But part of that is getting him in daycare and getting him used to daycare. So that way when we do go away for an extended period of time, my mother doesn't have him 24-7. He'll like go to daycare for the day. She can get life things done. We can maybe see if we can extend it a little bit too. So she has like a little bit more of a break while having him full-time. Going to do that next Friday. This Friday. I'm very excited. I'm excited for him to like start daycare. I think it'll be very like freeing and give him independence and like just be really good for him to get out and go to daycare. I think it'll be good for you too. Yes. Like to kind I think it's going to benefit boundaries. everybody. I'm sure you'll push the boundaries a little bit but obviously you love him you're not gonna like neglect him and like you know what i mean no yeah and it's something he'll get used to he loves playing with other kids he like loves being outside and going to the park and stuff like that so like he will adjust and i don't think he'll do a terrible job of it like i think he'll be fine i'm just gonna be positive because like what can i do like you know if it goes and it doesn't work for him we figure something else out yeah definitely Definitely. I love this approach. Okay. Look at those manifesting ways rubbing off on you. <laughs> Think it's positive. Gonna, look, he has done nothing with a problem yet. He breezes through everything. He's just going to keep doing it. There's no reason to get worked up and worried for something that might not happen. You're going to spend some truth and knowledge. No, only I can apply that to like other parts of my life will be good. But we'll I take know. this because I some moms get very overwhelmed putting their kids in daycare and preschool and like it's really difficult so i'm trying to like be positive about it for myself to not make this a difficult experience i like that you're gonna keep us on this journey and i love that you're thinking positively because i feel like that's a huge step to manifesting everything you want because just being optimistic is not a crazy naive thing to do it's just why wouldn't you put your best foot forward and Really focus on the thing that you want versus what could go wrong, you know? Exactly. It's walking distance. So I'm like, I can walk and I can get out twice a week and get a walk in early in the day in the beautiful outside weather. And there's a supermarket on the walk. So I can always pick up some fresh vegetables, something for dinner. It's going to be so good all around for everybody. I love this for you. Ooh, I'm so excited. I actually do pictures. Yeah, so many lots of pictures, and I walked six miles today. That is great. Yeah, I was like walking at a slower pace because I was trying to do stuff like apply to the apply for the apartment. So I, but I was like, oh, I'll just stay as long as I had energy. I just was like kept moving, my, making myself just keep walk. going. Yeah, so I kept going, ended up walking six miles. So I'm proud of myself. 
And I walked to Shetan this weekend because we went to the museum. But yeah, I'm trying to at least do that. If I can't get like another workout in, that's okay right now just because like juggling all of the move and everything. But at least like I need to like bare minimum walking. I'll try. I'm going to try and make sure I get one like intense workout in this week. I know I have a busy week again. And I've just like been dealing with a lot of health stuff. So like I know I'm actually probably not going to get a workout in on Wednesday. I just yeah. know that I need like a little bit of a break. Yeah. I have to get the implant out and they're like, it's just a small incision in your arm. And I'm like, no, I know how bad that hurt going and you're not telling me that's going to be painless coming out. I don't want to hear that. I'm going to be like, realistic. just rest. Yeah. I'm like, you guys said it was painless going in. I got hole punched. Like, yeah, it's for fine. sure. Yeah. Tell and it's, it's like the hurt. whole procedure and they take that out of you and the hormones regulate. So yeah, that's I'm just like trying a to be lot. Nice, get myself to hook dinner. You're trying to exercise. Balance balance your life with a nine to five which is totally reasonable yeah that's what i've been going back to my like i'll pack a little bit like every day i can do it after work but that means i need to sign off earlier meaning sign off on time or yeah. a little bit after work that's not also me not being a good employee that's just me having other like real life priorities that yeah. can't move can and can't move to an extent your job's not going to like, move for you yeah yeah, no one's, yeah. So I'm here for you getting your walks in. Thank you. Finding balance. If my job does want to provide dinner, I will work an extra hour. Just saying. If you guys want to provide dinner every night, the offer is on the table. I'm willing to exchange. Mine. I don't think mine does that. But some of friends Mine are definitely does not do that. But like, if they provided dinner for my whole family, I'd work a little, a little longer than I'm supposed to. I would do. I'll give you a 60 hours. I would do. That or they just like let me sign on later in the morning. I was like, that would be wonderful. I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah. Fair trade. Okay. Well, I feel like we're almost at the hour. And oh, we're totally at the hour. We covered lots of things, so that was great. You're going to watch Queen Cleopatra and yes. fall in love. I'm going to basically rewatch it since Marco fell asleep one episode in. People I've listened to a couple podcasts her. about her. So I'll be interested to, like, watch it. This one's so interesting, yeah, because the historians that are actually involved. I mean, she was a boss, obviously. And it's just crazy to see the dynamic. I think you're going to geek out, and I was geeking out on, like, A, the part that Rome plays in all this, and, like, Egypt itself. And then there's just different dynamics in the way that, like, different cultures are built. Like, Egypt being a little bit more, there were pharaohs, there was a queen and a king. Whereas like Rome was more like a democracy for the people, the ruler, you know, the rulers. It's how they got established. Um, but then we're influenced by, yeah, Cleopatra. So it's interesting. And I'm excited to chat with you about it because she was a boss. I was like, okay. And the actress is really great. I don't know what her name is, but she's really great. I would love I'll to know it. how much. I'm here for it. I wanted to know how much they're spending on these like shows because they look like they're little mini movies. I'm here for it. I'm like, put all the money towards it. But these are like mini movies. Heavy production. Yeah. Lots of production. Um, that's why they're limiting how many people can have passwords because they need the money for more accounts. Um, but yes, I see that. It's getting expensive. Okay. Well. All right. This is the end of the episode, everyone. If you've made it this far, <laughs> you've made it to the end. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Take a walk. Enjoy spring. I feel like 
mostly everyone probably lives somewhere where it is spring. I guess if you're in Southern California, maybe not as much, but go enjoy the outdoors and the sun. Beautiful weather while you have it. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Music and editing done by Marco. You can find him at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.